Welcome back to another episode of the Unnamed Sports Podcast, continuing our series of NFL division previews. Today, we have uh, the first domestically relevant division to, uh, to the home base, and that would be the AFC East. So um, just, to, just to jump right into things, Ralph, where do you think we should begin when looking at this division? Mm, let's go with the favorite. Let's get, it, let's get it out of the way. A lot on my mind to speak about Buffalo, especially the way their season ended last year. Um, you know, obviously a division, a division rival, as I root for the Jets, as we all know. Um, but there's something about Buffalo that sort of made me hate them less, I guess. Uh, that that first round win against New England last year, where they didn't even punt, uh, really drove down the field on every drive down their throat, and you know obviously rode that momentum to the following week against Kansas City. I think they're a very popular Super Bowl pick uh, across the board, and it's not hard to see why. And it's not hard to see why their quarterback's only getting better, which is a scary thought for the rest of the AFC East and really the rest of the league. Um, they are favored in Vegas. Our producer wants more uh, betting talk, so we'll we'll give that to him. Uh, Buffalo is the betting favorite for the Super plus Bowl. Plus six fifty uh, in Vegas, the betting favorite, even at six fifty, not the best odds, but I, I love the value. They also their quarterback is favorite to win the MVP at plus seven hundred. They very popular pick. I don't always love to go with a popular pick, but. I'm going to say it straight out before we even get into details. They're my Super Bowl pick as well. I think it's such a such a bitter ending to last season, and they got better. You know, they they had made necessary additions to get over the hump. They have a lot of young players that are only getting better. Like you know, Gabe Davis is is just is just taking. You could just tell he's going to take the next step and be a great receiver alongside Diggs. They replaced Crowder with they replaced Beasley with Crowder. Which we'll call that an even move. Yeah, I would say that's pretty lateral. But the big, the big move that they, that the jump that we really expect is that Von Miller, even though he wasn't the best during the regular season, he really. He I don't think they up. win the Super Bowl. I don't think the Rams win the Super Bowl without Von last year. They paid him a very hefty amount, but you're getting you're getting a proven winner. You're getting a guy that knows what it takes to win two two different spots. Um, and he's just he's just a he's a culture guy. I I think I think that addition, whatever they had to pay for it, I think it was worth it. The last three years of that deal void anyway after the guarantees. Yeah, a lot, a lot of agents speak with that uh, with yeah. that inflated yeah. figure. It really. But wasn't even that even dramatic. at three for almost sixty, that's that's still a very rich contract for a guy that old. Uh, I'll I'll tell you the truth. A lot of teams in the AFC got better this offseason. Buffalo was already in my opinion, the best team in the AFC and they got better. So, you know, some team, you know, Kansas city, we, as we discussed, got a little worse. Chargers got a little better. You know, there, there was a lot of, there were well, a lot of the Chargers moves. got a little more than a little better. Yeah. But my point is, but I think Buffalo where they really could have probably been the best team in the AFC if they stayed stagnant, I think got better. And I think the biggest problem that they had, well, not, I think, pretty clear the biggest problem they had aside for the, the coaching mistake to not squib that kick with 13 seconds left was that their defense obviously could not hold up Tredavious White was out for the year with the ACL tear they're expecting him back this year their secondary was bad and they addressed it in the draft they, draft, with their first they, round addressed, pick they with addressed Elam. it right away with Elam 
Um, you're getting White back. So their secondary automatically should be better. I know Poyer got hurt in practice the other day. He'll be back early. If he misses any time, it should be very minimal. They're, they're secondarily better, which which is really their only flaw on a, on a near-perfect postseason. So, yeah, they're my Super Bowl pick. And I would say between Allen or Herbert will be my pick to win the MVP. So they have a lot going for them in the summer. Again, this, the whole season has to be played. You got to stay healthy. But they're ascending. They're rookies from last year in Gregory Rousseau should, you know, him or, or Boogie Basham are going to take the next step, I believe, just on a loaded defense, very well coached. Uh, that front seven now with Von Miller seems to be loaded. Just about, loaded. yeah, just about as good as you can ask for from any unit. Yeah, Ed Oliver is just getting cooking. They, they have a lot of guys where they, you know, they, they added guys when they weren't the best team in the league, where they were picking in picks five through 15, where they were able to just add talented guys. And it just feels like, that they're all primed for breakouts. Again, not all of them are going to break out, but if you have two of the four or five guys we just mentioned on both sides of the ball, you know, and they have their left tackle in place, Dawkins is phenomenal. They, they, they really, Saffold, quality yeah, acquisition. Yeah, yeah, he's a little old, but veteran, proven vet in this league. Buffalo is really, really where every team should really want to be going forward. A lot of young guys... And in my opinion, the best quarterback in football. So they got a lot going for them. Uh, you ready to call Josh Allen the best quarterback in football? Yeah. Yes, I think I think his his the dual threat of him having an arm that could sling at eighty and could also run the ball as a second option. I know we talked about it a lot with Lamar. I love that it's his second option, and he's very good at doing it. Ran the ball for almost eight hundred yards last year when they had no rushing production, and. You know, very it was very uh, open that McDermott was very upset that they couldn't run the ball last year. I don't, I don't think it's such a big deal. I know they addressed it with James Cook in the draft. Well, I wouldn't say they really addressed it with James Cook in the draft because the biggest skill that he brings to the table is receiving. reception. Yeah, right. receiving out of the backfield. But they, they, I guess they, they added to the running back room, which I don't think is so bad. I know, I know. Well, let me rephrase that. It's not good, but the Singletary Moss combo to me is good enough because we all know they just want to pass. Uh, McDermott was upset at Dable last year for only wanting to pass, so you'll probably see a little more running this year. But I don't think it's as big as an issue as, as people made it. I know I know they, they sort of you know had a slow a slow first 12 games. I know they were they, you know tr- trying to find their footing and, and, and whatnot, but yeah, culminating in I don't that, think it's a big deal because just pass. Yeah, oh, that Jack, Jags loss was terrific. Well, Allen was horrible. It was, an, it was a nice wake-up call. Yeah, and Allen played bad. So the truth is, back to back to what we were saying, if you have an amazing quarterback, how good really does the run game need to be? And I don't think it's an issue. I think I think I think Buffalo. I, I cannot stop singing their praises on this podcast, and you know I, I don't know besides for running the ball, which they do it well enough with their quarterback in the red zone, especially. And they have Dawson. We didn't even talk about Dawson Knox. Ah, this team is, is to me, is just extremely loaded. loaded. And, uh, you know, it'll be hard for him to make an impact given how uh, loaded the skill position group is. But I love uh, the draft pick of Khalil Shakir. Yeah. I was all over him. I kind of thought more highly of him than Wondell Robinson, which kind of made me upset when the Giants reached on Robinson. But, yeah, I'm huge on Shakir and McKenzie. And they're just depth guys. I mean, they'll be lucky to see the field. 
probably Shakir a bit more than McKenzie in terms of what will be required for him to see the field. But skill position group is loaded. Front seven is loaded. Top heavy and deep. Secondary was addressed. O-line is solid. Josh Allen's Josh Allen. It's a really complete roster. Best quarterback in football. And I, and I, and I think the world of Mahomes. But I'm going to go ahead and say that just the dual, the dual threat of Allen, it's just, it, it, it looks almost feels almost impossible to stop him. Especially also that, that playoff run of, it was only two games, but that playoff run is so fresh, I feel like in my memory, where it's like, you know, we talk about the recency bias and stuff like that, but I tell you, I, I, it's close. Obviously, they're both insane, and Herbert's, you know, right there also, but... And is Rodgers even in the conversation for you? Yes, yes. Back-to-back MVPs. The, the, the problem is, do you, at some point, do you expect a bit of a drop-off... Without Devontae Adams, maybe a little bit of age. Uh, I'm not. I'm. I'm not second guessing Rodgers at all. And when we talk about Green Bay, you'll, you know, you'll you'll see me singing my praises. But you know, the, the, some of these guys are younger and they're running more, and they're. It feels like they, they're they're on a they're on a planet right now, where they're also performing in the playoffs, which Rodgers hasn't. So, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the other two guys to finish ahead of him in this year's MVP voting. Uh, I guess we'll see if Mahomes is affected with, you know, without Hill and probably a n- new offensive scheme. But, uh, yeah, I uh, I think Allen, I think Allen at plus 700 is, is also phenomenal value. Yeah, I mean, beyond that, what is there to say about a team that everyone and their mother knows is absolutely loaded and, you know, barring crisis, should be at the very least one of the three favorites for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, so, and you're saying negatively, what should we, what should we say? I guess you just have to hope that Dorsey's as good as everyone thinks he's going to be. Yeah. Dable was, Dable was probably the best offensive coordinator in football last year, or at least close. McDaniel's was up there, but, um, he's, he's got big shoes to fill. I know everyone's been talking about him, feels like for 50 years, but, He's got to actually be good. I know they have Joe Brady on that staff. Also, another guy that everybody thought was, you know, boy wonder. But at the well, end of the day... He got dealt a really tough hand. Yeah, I mean, I'm a Joe Brady guy. And I, yeah. I actually thought the Jets should have hired him instead of Salah at the time. We'll see how that ends up working out. Uh, I just wanted to go offense, but that's that we'll discuss in a few minutes. But, uh, yeah, I I think at the end of the day, they have all the pieces they have. But also, they also a lot of these guys need to take the step. Gabe Davis sure. in the regular season was very pedestrian, 500 yards receiving, wasn't, you know, but you, you could see how he could become that number two guy that they that they sort of need with Sanders getting a little old. Uh, and he has tools. Yeah. Yeah. Has, so Sometimes it, looked like he, it looks yeah. like he was cooked up in a lab. Yeah. Sometimes the same thing with Knox. Like you see the, you see the guys willing to take, like able to take the next step, but they actually have Will to do it. do it. Well, I don't think Knox necessarily has to take such a step. He's got to just be solid. He's got to just be reliable, middle of the field. When Allen's scrambling a little bit, you know, be able to find him. But he's been that guy. I mean, last yeah. season at least. Yeah, but he's young. And as a team, it just feels like they have a lot of guys that are primed to take the next step. But what if they don't? Right. Especially now, on that front don't? seven. Yeah. So now what if they don't? What if, what if they, you know, the two guys that drafted last year don't pan out? And I guess that's why they also paid for Miller because like, you know, what if our picks, we have to ensure our picks, what if our picks don't work out? We're going to have a bad pass rush. So it works, it works both ways, but 
we're assuming breakout. If they don't break out and the offensive coordinator struggles a little bit and they start to run the ball because McDermott is preaching it and they're not running the ball well and now Allen's upset and uh, like it's football. Anything could really happen. If things can go off the rails. By week two, we could be we could be saying, "Oh wow, this is not you know not what we expected." Blah blah blah. But that's, I guess, Dorsey. You know, being the guy that everyone thinks he's going to be, is, is is very important. You know, that offense was was a machine when it got going at the end of last year. Uh, what if it doesn't do that? What if what if he what if he struggles? It's it's a question mark. It's not as big as a question mark as some of the other teams we've discussed. Uh, in the AFC, but it's a question mark. You know, guys need to ascend. It's it's that's you know. Yeah, I'd say on paper, on front seven, there yeah. are guys that they're counting on taking a step forward. Yeah, and Elam. What if Elam struggles? Right, it wasn't yeah, the best college he's gonna, player. He's going to be thrust into a role yeah. where he's expected to produce immediately. Yeah, on a Super Bowl contender, that's that's a, that's a tall task. Yeah, so you know they have they have guys, but it all has to fit, and and also. On the flip side, you know, they lost the heartbreaker. Sometimes this, sometimes it's hangovers. Sometimes you get a hangover. Their coach really, really badly messed up that that kickoff with 13 seconds left. What if there's a hangover? It's possible. They know that also they know they're great. They don't have a sick team. They know that they're favorites to win the Super Bowl. What if there's a hangover? It's possible. We've seen teams lose the way that they lost and never get never get back, never get it's close. True. So it could rattle you permanently. Yeah. It, I mean, if I'm if I'm on that team, I don't know how it, it it takes me a few weeks to 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 get out of bed. I don't know the way that they lost. Think about it: the Jets were a drive away from the Super Bowl in 2010. They had a second year coach, second year quarterback, that a lot of young players. They they didn't even make the playoffs since. So you, you I don't know. You, you wake me up the next morning and tell me, oh yeah, you're not gonna make the playoffs for 10 plus years. I'd say, hey, you know, out of your mind. They, they would drive away from the Super Bowl yesterday. So, you never know. And Buffalo didn't even get to the AFC Championship. So, they didn't, you know, I mean, they got two years ago, but this past year, it was a divisional game. Yeah, it, it could weigh on you. It could weigh on you. I'm not, I'm not as worried as I'm making it sound, but <laughs> yeah, it, they, they, they have. Yeah, you definitely did a good job at, at selling that potential <laughs> catastrophe. Yeah. But yeah, the. Yeah, they'll be fine. The, yeah, the likelihood of the situation. They is. also, from what I understand, their their schedule is not. Not murder, so you know, they'll have their harder games. But they, they, they usually do well with Miami. They usually do well with the Jets. They last year won two out of three with New England. They on the one that they lost was a little, a little yeah. suspect in terms yeah. of those windy conditions. We had a monsoon hit on a Monday night in Buffalo, and it was a fun watch, but it wasn't really football, right? So Mac Jones had thirty yards passing and thought he was Joe Namath. That was that was a funny Monday night. Well, it was a Joe Namath sort of stat line. For yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's that's I guess that's the summary with Buffalo. And yeah, I mean, definitely my favorite to win the division, and I'm gonna go out on a limb here and assume that they're yours. Yeah, so. yeah. Are you are you are you going as to say that the, your favorite to win the Super Bowl as well? I know we'll do all that closer to the season, but I'm still trying to uh, I'm still trying to formulate who I think is going to win the Super Bowl. If you put the gun to my head right now, I'd probably tell you it's Buffalo. Um, but you know, we are in early August. We just got our first glimpse of football last night with the Hall of Fame game. Love it. Not that there was much football being. Who played cares? In that See game, the offense and defensive line yeah. pushing each other. Could watch that any day of the week. But as of as of now, yeah, I would, I would call Buffalo my Super Bowl favorite. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to bet against them. Such yeah. loaded talent. I mean, Allen, 
clearly has demonstrated that when when the lights are on, he rises to the occasion, takes his game to another Guy's level. Guy's a winner. Guy is a winner. And it's not the type of team you feel comfortable betting against. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, so I guess that, that just about puts a bow on Buffalo for us. Um, how about we go from the favorite to the team that's probably the hardest to peg? The seller? New York football jets, that where you're going? Yeah. Let's let's take a look at let's take a look at uh at Salah's Jets. Okay. Um, the, boys, the boys in green. A lot to be excited about. Definitely exciting fan. times, I tell you. Definitely it definitely feels like they have they have well it feels like they have the general manager. I'll I'll go I'll go as much to say that. It feels like Joe Douglas understands, you know, the important spots where to invest in. It feels like he understands the game's one up front, offensive, defensive line. Um, his drafts have demonstrated it. His first two drafts, they added offensive line in the top third, top 14 picks, um, along with taking a new quarterback, which I think everybody and their mother knew was the right move. Not necessarily which guy they were going to take, but the fact to move on from Darnold and get a two, which... Uh, it would have been, been nice. It would have been nice to see Wilson demonstrate a little more in the rookie. Of year. course, of it course, it would have been nice. Of course, um, I, would, I would say. I mean, do you feel confident in him? No. Well, it, I'm not confident either way. So basically, people people that that ask me, you know, oh, you, you know, you watch every snap of every year. Like, where, where's where are you on Wilson? And I, the, the, my real answer is is I really don't know. Pre injury, he looked like a rookie. Post injury, he looked like a rookie, but. I guess less of a rookie, but he, he, if you ask me about his rookie season in general, he was a rookie quarterback. He made it mistakes. A, it was a pretty Sam Darnold rookie year. Yeah. He made a lot. He made mistakes. His, his back half of the year was good in terms of turnovers, which he didn't have. So he, he wasn't throwing picks, which is a great sign. If you're, if you're a Jet fan and you're, you know, looking to the future, the fact that he wasn't turning the ball over was, was key. It's actually a pretty funny observation, but he, his deep ball accuracy is, is, very good for especially for a young quarterback, but his short game accuracy was like atrocious last year. So he he's an interesting he's an interesting case. Uh, I would say right now I really I really don't know. He definitely has the tools to be a good quarterback, but he also short game accuracy is something you could teach, but it's also something that. It, it, you would it's like a feel. to see it come to him a little more naturally. Correct, correct. I mean, it's it's rhythm stuff. Yes, yeah. yeah. A lot of it, a lot of screens, a lot of you know, a lot of a lot of short passing was a little over the place. But again, he is a rookie. Um, he he left me feeling after year one where I'm not sure either way. You know, and obviously you'd want to be a little more confident. Second overall pick in the draft, the whole operation is going to ride on him. Uh, we could sit and talk about. All fifty-three guys, they're gonna make the team. Offensive line, defensive line. Would you go as far as to consider Zach Wilson's rookie year a disappointment? No, because I expected it to the T. He's a rookie. Uh, we can't expect the Herbert Burrow uh, guys every year, which obviously we've discussed. But he was a rookie. He's gonna make mistakes. The team is also atrocious. Their 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 weapons. Well, I don't know if you can call that weapons, but the guys that they threw out last year. Were hurt a lot. Their two best receivers yes. are out a lot, lot of more the reliance year. than Braxton Berrios than you'd feel comfortable. Correct, <laughs> correct. So, so he didn't. It's, he didn't have guys like T. Higgins and Jamar Chase running around for him to you know to throw to. He was throwing to you know a lot. A lot of the year, Elijah Moore and Corey Davis were out. 
uh, he, he formed a nice little bond with Barrios, which you'd love to see going into year two this year. But they the, their health last year also as a team was just horrible. They had, that, they led the league in guys on IR. They they were not healthy. It didn't feel like they were healthy as a full team at all. I mean, they lost uh, Carl Lawson before the season even started in, in training camp at Green Bay in joint practice. And their whole team wasn't wasn't full since that that incident. So they were hurt the whole year. He, he didn't. He, he's throwing to guys like Tyler Croft as as a as a reliable receiver. Well, that won't have to be an issue anymore because yeah. the Jets invested pretty heavily on their weapons, especially tight end. Why did they bring in three tight ends? Because you like, never want to see Tyler Croft running up the seam again. You just don't. So you sign two guys. And then you draft uh, someone in the third. Yeah. They so it's funny, I was at, actually at training camp the other day. Uh, I'm sitting next to someone and Ruckert was Ruckert was standing in front of me. He wasn't he wasn't wearing pads as he just was activated on PUP yesterday, actually. Uh wasn't practicing and someone's like, Do they have another tight end? And I'm like, yeah, oh they and not only then they drafted him in round in round three. And they're like, why do they need so many tight ends? They they need depth. This year, this offseason not only did they add guys that they hope to be stars, they also, it feels like they added depth where they shouldn't have to deal with guys like Trevon Wesco getting targets. Uh, so it feels like Joe Douglas did a good job in that department. Obviously, the guys that they have now, you hope stay healthy. Uzama's a culture guy. Great addition. I, I love the Uzama. And Conklin's neither here nor there. Yeah, Conklin... Conklin at his price at three for twenty four seemed a bit much, but it also felt like Joe Douglas was not going to sit and watch some of the weapons that they had last year ever again in his life, and you can't fault him for that. So, you know, they they added on the offensive line also Lake and Tomlinson, which Jeff fans are hoping is a huge addition because the, the two guards that they've had pre Elijah Vera Tucker's draft. And Lake and Thompson are just always the two worst guards in the league. Uh, Brian Winters and and some of these guys. I, I just you can't watch bad football anymore. So at least now we have these bodies on this team that you could see the blueprint. Are they going to win twelve games? No, but you could start to see that the the foundation is being built. At the end of the day, like like we discussed with many other teams, it's going to come down to the quarterback. If the quarterback is no good. They'll have pieces. They'll have guys. Garrett Wilson could be Jerry Rice. But at the end of the day, if the quarterback's not good, they won't be good. So it sucks that so much is predicated on one guy. And it's funny. They actually asked him about it. And he's he very mature answer of him said, listen, we have, we're full 22 guys. We're a full team, 11 on each side of the ball. It's not coming down to me. I think I know and he knows deep down that the whole operation is really Gonna lean on his shoulders. Could it, could they make it easier for him? Sure. Elijah Moore ascending into a top receiver would would be a huge help for a second year quarterback that wasn't the best in his rookie year. Let's just go to say that. Yeah, I mean, as a general rule, you always want to do the opposite of what Dave Gettleman did, and Joe Douglas is definitely doing that in terms of putting Zach Wilson in a position where by the end of his sophomore year, we will know what he's made of if he stays healthy, because the offensive line is good enough, the weapons are good enough, and the defense will keep them competitive enough. Yeah, so the biggest question mark on the offensive line is obviously Mekhi Becton, 11th overall pick. what's up with that dude? 11th overall pick a couple years ago. He... 
So all you know, all, he got hurt opening day last year. Never returned from a promising knee. rookie year. Very promising rookie year on the left side. Uh, sustained a knee injury opening day at Carolina. Never returned to the season, which left a couple of people confused and shocked, having it be that it was supposed to be a four to eight week injury if he did the surgery. Went ahead, did the surgery. You know, kind of waiting for him to come back. It looks like he came back out of shape post surgery, which is. Sort of expected, I guess, when a guy is that size um, and not, not working out every day. But it sort of felt like this offseason, day in, day out, everyone was wondering, what's the story of Mekhi Becton? Didn't show up to the optional OTAs. Everyone said, where's Mekhi Becton? Where's Mekhi Becton? Then his wife gave birth or his girlfriend gave birth and everyone said, oh, okay, fine. No, he has an excuse. I don't know. I don't know how much of this. Right. This is really New York media. I mean, are you really are you really worried sick about Makai Becton's passion for the game? Not passion, but I was worried about what he was coming in on the scale. Very worried. Which, which, which. Yeah, but we see this all the time with football guys, where you know, in in the off season, where they have the ability to sort of let loose and take time off, especially for a guy like Becton, who's probably you know rediscovering his uh, conditioning regimen after taking so much time off at that size. You can balloon up, and these guys are known to you know shed weight pretty quickly. Not when you're 400 pounds, though. It's it's it, it, when you're 400 pounds, you start to worry if this guy's ever going to be able to be in shape. Also, again, 48 week injury never never came back. That that to the I I'm not saying it me. I I, I was reading somewhere this is the coaching staff speaking. That that was a big that was a big issue to them. How does a guy that you know is going to have issue staying in shape? Even if he is healthy, now gets hurt, has to do surgery on a knee, which for a four hundred pound guy is not like doing it on Chris Godwin. You know what I mean? You're doing it on a guy that's huge, and he's also going to be a significant part of the team. If if Mackay Becton somehow sustains another injury to his knee, which God forbid, but if he if he would get hurt again or be out of shape, now he's playing on the right side. But their their offensive line that they. Supposedly built up and, and really worked on. It all on comes and crumbling down. If, Mekhi, if Mekhi Becton can't be counted on, the line comes crumbling down. Exactly. So they, they're investing a lot. They, 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 didn't take, they didn't take an offensive lineman at four, which I like. You know, re, recommit to Becton. Let him come in. He, he showed up at training camp. Seemed like in shape. He looked lean. He looked nice. He's, it sounds, feels like his knee's still bothering him. He put on a brace today. But at the end of the day... It was a worrisome offseason. Regardless, I know it's, who cares, in April if the guy's in shape. For a guy that's 400 pounds and, and you're relying so much heavily on it, it was, it was a big question mark, you know? So let's talk about what they did do it for and about the secondary in general. They took Sauce Gardner. Um, Stingley's off the board, so there was no room even for that debate. Yeah. Um, they wouldn't have went Stingley, though, because too many injury questions last year. They... they this past this past draft, they were very, uh, very serious about adding guys that didn't have injury history, which they also did in free agency. Like it was their, it was their, you know, big thing. We're gonna try to stay well, healthy. Well, didn't Uzama tear his ACL in the postseason? Uzama, he hurt his knee. It wasn't an ACL tear. He still working his way back from his knee injury. He 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 hurt it in the AFC Championship. Played in the Super Bowl, and. Yeah, I mean, but they, but for all the guys, majority of the guys that they added had a clean bill, bill of health. So 
They so they, Stingley wasn't an option for them. They weren't going to take Stingley. Was yeah, an option. yeah, no, they were not going to take him at four. Uh, also, felt like they wanted to be in, in, in more of a safer side of 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 picks. Like like a lot of people thought they they would consider Drake London at ten. I had a feeling that even if he was there at ten, he wasn't going to be their pick. Uh, just due to the fact that it just felt like they wanted safer guys and 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 just guys with cleaner bill of health, and they're really focused on keeping. Well, the well then, so. well, Gardner certainly suits that mo. Um, I would say that definitely applies to him. He's the type of prospect where you should basically know what you're able to get from him. You hope for so. a snap of the season. Yeah, of you course, hope so. it's the draft. So ultimately, it is a crapshoot, but. In terms of uh, dependable prospects, it definitely seems like uh, Sauce Gardner, extremely pro-ready, um, you know, just clear-cut, great press corner. 6'3 and lanky. Yeah. Can't go wrong with 6'3 and lanky. You better hope that he you know, pans into what they hope he does because he, he really he looks the part. I was at practice the other day. He really does look the part. You just hope that, it, you know, hope it works. And if the team is good... The team is if the team's ascending and getting better, then you know a lot of the young guys ascend along with you know if, if DJ Reed on the other side is 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 what they hope he is or what the contract says he's going to be, they 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 might have a little thing working in the secondary after last year's horrific horrific showing. Uh, they they long story short, they have a lot of guys that they're depending on at, at such a young age. You just hope that you get it, you know. Yeah, but Joyner and Whitehead as a safety duo definitely is a contrast to that. Yeah, well, Whitehead Whitehead was to me one of my favorite additions of the whole offseason. Bring some we, the team needs a little bit of little t- little bit of attitude. They need a little bit of of, of aggression. They they, they they feel like the most boring team on TV for the past probably since that playoff game we spoke about earlier at Pittsburgh. It just feels like they need guys like that. They need Guys that are going to hit you and, and let you know about it, and you know, they had that for, with Adams for a little bit. But they they need energy. This team needs energy. Uh, they they tried for Tyreek, which would have brought all the all the personality and energy that they need. Uh, that that to me, I think till the day still stings. Uh, even more pressure on Garrett Wilson to turn into what they hope he's going to be. But they. They were they were trying for Tyreek very hard to. He would have been really a great change. compliment yeah. to those two yeah. guys. Oof. He'd be a great compliment to the quarterback, also, who's as we mentioned, deep ball accuracy was 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 pretty good for a rookie. Uh, I think that the the talent together of those two would really really mesh well. I was very excited about the possibility of of adding Tyreek, but obviously that didn't happen. I, I will I will say one thing, which got swept under the rug a little bit. But if the Jets were able to land Tyreek Hill, they probably would have took Jermaine Johnson at 10. They wouldn't have needed the receiver. Right. So the fact that they were able to get Jermaine Johnson at 26, still get Garrett Wilson at 10, um, I guess is is looking at the glass half full instead of half empty. I mean, I was looking at the glass half empty for a while after not landing Tyreek, but I have a big, big feeling the way that they talk about Jermaine Johnson and the fact they try trading up to 15 all the way through 26, every pick along the way to try to get him. Something tells me that they would have took him at 10 if they were able to get Tyreek. So, you know, I mean, at 10, Jermaine Johnson to me would have been not my favorite pick in the draft. Love it at 26. At 10, it would it seems a little early. So that, that could be, you know, the bright side of not getting Tyreek Hill. Uh, but yeah, that one, that one will probably stink for a while. 
Yeah, I mean, it definitely, it definitely hurts to not be uh, to not be Tyreek Hill's first choice. You understand it. You can understand it. Yeah, you can understand that he he basically lives in Miami now. It's Miami. It's Florida. He's getting the contract anyway. Anytime you get the chance to play with Tua yeah. Tagovailoa, you just have to do it. And then go and tell it. everyone he's the best quarterback of all time. Which, see, that's that type of personality is sort of what the Jets have been lacking. Imagine Tyree comes and says Zach Wilson's the best quarterback ever. Now all of a sudden, there's this. You know, did anyone believe him? No, but at least there's there's juice. There's energy. Whitehead, I'm hoping, brings that type of energy that He'll definitely bring that attitude lacking. on the field. I mean, they need that. They He's a throwback. Whitehead's a real throwback yeah. player. Yeah, yeah. And this is this is kind of why I want the Thibodeau at four because Thibodeau, I feel like, brings this boisterous aggression and and personality. It just feels like the team. It's so has important to a that. young team. It's so, so important, important to a young team. And and it sort of. I mean, feels Zach like- Wilson seems to have a little bit of that. <laughs> seems to have a, he seems to have a little bit of something. He's he definitely definitely got the dog in him. He's he got definitely that got that him. dog in him. Certified dog, Zach Wilson. But yeah, I mean, when you're putting a young team together, especially in a high-pressure environment like New York, you want as many guys as possible who believe that they are world beaters and who will go out and say stupid shit to boost the morale of everyone around them. Yeah. Zach Milfson, I heard someone say. Oh, man. Love it. Oh, man. <laughs> Love it. But in all seriousness, he's there's, there's pressure. Number two's got to be... Second overall pick this year. He has to. And, He's and not going to get a mulligan after this if he stays healthy. He probably will just because they invested so much. There were there were definitely word around the league at the time that the Jets could have gotten an abundance of picks for that spot. It seemed like Zach was was highly touted from Philly, who was trying to get up to three before they realized they weren't going to get Zach Wilson, and then ended up coming down to Miami's pick. And they switched. They switched twelve for six, and then Philly ended up coming back up. But that's it's a train that we're not going to get down right now. Um, yeah, they they they're heavily heavily invested in Zach Wilson. All the the weapons that they added this year sort of prove that as well. Um, no pressure, but but pressure. <laughs> you know, he's got he's got to be good. Uh, so, what would you consider to be a success for the Jets this season? I won't put a win total to it. I know some of the other teams we discussed, we, we, we talk wins and losses. I won't put a win total to them saying, okay, this is... Obviously, making the playoffs would be exceeding my expectations. I don't think they're playoff t- a playoff team yet. Um, I think, it, it, you know, it's more... It's not really wins and losses so much. It's more like, just don't be that that cl- those clunkers on the road losing by 30 and 40... Yeah, you know, but, like, but what like, is let's it? See, that let's you... see. Let's see them. Let's see progress. Let's see. Um, you know, their offense not getting completely obliterated on the lines, and just just look. This is a pretty low bar. It's a low bar because they've been so low. I feel like they're picking in the top five every year. So in order to not be picking in the top five, you gotta just get the the, the you gotta get the the basics down pat. You know, third and eight. Can I convert a third and eight one time all year? One time, third and eight without getting sacked. Yeah, very low bar. I sound like a disgruntled fan. But all kidding aside, if, if they if they win, they won four games last year. If they win a couple more games, Zach Wilson looks like a guy that we could say, all right, going into year three, he's he's 
definitely going to take a leap. He's he's he definitely showed the part. His turnovers were down. It's funny he didn't even have so many turnovers last year because he had four in one game week two against the Patriots. It's always a struggle. Uh, and he ended with eleven. So he didn't essentially have so many interceptions. But if we're looking at him, he throws twenty five touchdowns. Let's say he has eight picks. Is that going to win you a Super Bowl? No, but it will say okay. Looks like they have the quarterback. You know, hopefully he grew with with his receiving core. Hopefully more got better than he was last year, which everyone's expecting. Hopefully Garrett Wilson shows similar promise that like Elijah showed last year. You know, Corey Davis comes in and and, and fills his role. You get Brax in the slot a little bit. Their offensive line is is holding up somewhat. You know, for the first time, you feel like you have a, a solid a solid front. That that to me would be would be a win, and obviously their defense not being thirty second in the league seven years in a row, or whatever the number is at this point, but not being the worst defense ever. I think statistically they were the worst defensive team in NFL history last year. Only can only go up from there. Uh, just yeah, just show signs of 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 growth. The young guys growing, Ahmad Gardner growing, uh, Jermaine Johnson. Six seven sacks would be yeah, would be you're, great. You're definitely in an abusive relationship with the New York Jets. Yes, um, your correct. expectations are mind bogglingly low. You think it should be higher? Uh, I think I think you, you should have a little more heat on him, heat on this team than you do. I think you want to see a ton more out of Salah. You, like, what has demonstrated up to this point that he was a good hire? Absolutely nothing. Uh, I think I think they did it. To be the complete opposite of Gase, which I understand, they, you know they needed a, a guy to come in and rah rah and be you know, be aggressive with the play, you know, be be close to the players and 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 be be you know, player coach, I guess they call it. Um, like I would it, say, I saw a lot more out of Dan Campbell. Yeah, well, for sure, for sure. Uh, so for me, at the time that they hired Salah, it was a very five out of ten hire in terms of. I wanted it to be offense. Everyone knew they were going to take a quarterback in the first round. So I kind of wanted a first-year coach to grow with the quarterback. I happened to I happened to like Salah's first hire of, of LaFleur as the offensive coordinator. I, I, think he, I think he did a great job last year with not a lot. I think he was very, very creative after he after he, he had a slow start. Uh, after they started to get, to get going a little bit after the bye. That Once more got the chance to really establish himself. Yeah, but they also, yeah, they also got creative. Up. They also got creative in terms of, of bubble screens and, and flea flickers and a lot of, a lot of that receiver throws. And they got, they got aggressive. It's, it seemed like the week six bye did wonders for LaFleur in terms of, of, all right, settling in. It, it was a rough start. The quarterback was was a rookie. The offensive coordinator was also a young, and he was a rookie. It, it, it took time, but but I, I'm very very confident in Lafleur at offensive coordinator, which I like to keep my expectations low so I don't get hurt from this team again. But at offensive coordinator, similar similar to where I am with the general manager, it feels like they have the right offensive coordinator for this team for their their personnel, their players. Um, Sal is a big question mark. You don't know. Their defense is the worst in the league, but could you fault them? They played very, very young. They they, they left the team young on purpose uh, to you know see who could come out of the pack and who could who could stand out a little bit. Uh, Pinnock late in the year benefited from 
you, you saw him ascend to to possibly being a starter or definitely a, a, a high end backup. Um, and you were able to learn a little bit about your team. They left they left their young corners out to dry a lot of the time, and you're able to see how they how they fight. Bryce Hall had an up and down year, but now you know they needed to add a few corners this year, so they they knew. They were able to get a good sense, which I, which I don't mind so much. But how much now? Your defensive guru, you know how it's it's put up or shut up time you know? for the quarterback and for the head coach, which I guess is unfair in year two. But when you make the personnel improvements that the Jets did, it kind of expedites your timeline. Well, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say either of them are on the hot seat. Like it's not it's not maker it's not a maker. No, they're not going to get neither, no one's no one's going to lose their job right, after this right. year. Well, and 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 they shouldn't unless unless they completely fall off the rails and Salah looks overmatched. I'll, I will tell you this about Salah: as 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 vanilla as a as a mediocre hire as it was, he didn't do anything in se- well. They weren't really in many games, but he didn't do anything in game that had me completely shaking my head. Which which low which, bar which, low, low bar. bar low bar. Well, you're going from Adam Gase. To Robert Sala, he didn't do anything. It is a low bar, yeah. But before the half, you know, that two minutes before the half, two minutes towards the end of the game, there was nothing that ever had me like, oh boy, that was that was horrible. We didn't have any of that. They, he, he did seem a little conservative, especially especially early. Uh, I'm worried that he maybe be a conservative coach in general. I'm hoping that he 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 takes a page out of Kyle Shanahan's, uh, you know style of coaching where he's he's a little more balls to the wall I guess you could say uh, but also he was a first year coach younger guys in his 40s like he's not he wasn't he was a 70 year old first time coach he's a younger guy still figuring it out I I'd want to see that defense improve Quinn Williams is is supposedly their best player if you ask a guy on the street who their best player is they'll probably say Quinn Williams I think he he, un, he was underwhelming to me last year and on I'm not calling him out. I'm not pointing fingers or anything. But the defense is tailor-made for a guy like Quinn Williams to just absolutely eat. And if you, this system, this Robert Salas 49ers defensive system that's supposed to be off the charts, and Quinn Williams needs to – he just needs to, he needs to take the next step. He's, he's, yeah. he's playing in a spot where – it's almost hard to mess up if, if if the system is working. So that that to me that to me sort of goes on to the coach to to get the best out of Quinn Williams. I know they like to rotate guys in and out. Quinn Williams is 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 also we talked about some question marks with Becton. Quinn Williams to me, supposedly he's primed for an All Pro year. I want to see it. I keep hearing about it, but it, too there's too many games where I just don't see him. And John Frank, Frank Lamar is last year after he got paid. Same thing. They paid him, and it just felt like I didn't see him enough to, to warrant the contract. So Salah, that, that's going to be on Salah. To get his defensive line that supposedly, you know, he doesn't have Nick, he doesn't have the Bosa. He doesn't have Buckner. He doesn't have Armstead. He doesn't have all these guys. He doesn't have Fred Warner. He, he's going to have to do it with, with lesser talent. And don't get me wrong, there is talent. Carl Lawson, Quentin Williams, they, they have guys, but... That to me is going to be let's you know if you want to see significant jumps and you want to see significant leaps in in Salah, it's the defense obviously his defensive coach it's his defense to start cooking he doesn't call plays on defense which is a little suspect to me he passed it over to Jeff Albrick um, if he's not calling the defense you know I, I, I he has to be an, an amazing in game coach and I guess we'll see if if they're, if they're 
if the games are closer, we'll, we'll get a better sense to where it really is. Yeah, so just to put a bow on the Jets, I would say my expectation for them is to finish somewhere around uh, 7 and 10. I think that's... Seems fair. But Vegas and, has them in the same spot. Yeah, and I think Seems that that fair. would... I think that would be a successful season for them because seven and ten would mean that someone improved, whether it's Wilson, whether it's Salah, whether it's the young pieces on defense, whether it's the skill position players carrying. It would, it would just you know yeah signify some progression. If they go seven and ten, I'll say if they go seven and ten, and you know people people won't be happy with seven and ten. I was I was sitting in the bleachers the other day, and I'm, I'm telling you, people won't be happy with seven and ten. Are there false expectations? Yeah. But people won't be able to say seven and ten. If they go seven and ten, the most important things were to be the things we discussed. Zach Wilson's progression. Did he get did he was he a lot better than he was last year? Robert Sala, was he good in game? Did he you know, did he have the team ready? Did they have any of those forty point losses on the road? They haven't won a division game in a couple of years. And and I saw a clip where he was addressing the team about it. I like that. Let the team know they haven't won a division game in years. Could they get better in division? Could they steal one? Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Could they play competitive against Buffalo? Could they maybe beat New England for the first time and it feels like the playoffs of 2011? Could they Could they start to see improvements? So the seven games to me... It would mean you stole more, a division game at the very least. It should. You never know. It should. They could be They could be amazing against uh, the AFC North. Or the, or I doubt it. But they. at the end of the day, it's going to... The seven, the seven and ten is it'll be more than the record for. There's such a young team where seven and ten doesn't bother me so much, opposed to where they, they were last year. It's seven and ten. How? Who they beat? What you know? What 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 type of wins did they have? How'd the quarterback progress? How's their O line look? Is it they they they, they a lot of resources there the last couple of years? Did it? Is it finally a top fifteen offensive line? Is it a top ten offensive line? Could their defensive line with all the you know with all the the rotations could could anyone stand out? Could Jermaine Johnson say, "Oh, wow. he also Jermaine Johnson's older." Could Jermaine? He's 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 he had the whole chance, the last chance you thing, and he was in college for an, an extra year or two. Like, could could Jermaine Johnson at age twenty three? He's already older. He she should be. He should if he's going to be good. He should be good this year. You know, there shouldn't be so many rookie uh, hiccups with him. Let's see. There's there's a lot a lot of questions. The secondary is it not the worst of all time? Like the. The seven and ten is not so much the record; it's it's a lot of the questions that I'm mentioning. Had had Beckton? Did Beckton stay healthy? Did he stay in shape? Where's his weight right now? Is he is he not four hundred pounds? Is he could he stay in the three sixties, like three seventies? So there's a lot of questions, which makes this season very well. Every every season to me is interesting, but this season feels like there's so many question marks that that could possibly turn to positives. You hope it turns to positives for the first time in forever. Okay, yeah, I'd say that just about puts a bow on the Jets. Um, uh, I get the feeling that you could probably do this for another 90 minutes <laughs> if we wanted to, but there are two That's more crazy. teams in this division, and I would say they're probably the two most interesting teams in the division to discuss. Well, if you ask me, I'll tell you the Jets are the most interesting team, but of yeah. Of course, yeah. <laughs> of course, but as not a Jets fan, yeah, yeah, I would yeah. definitely say uh, the Dolphins and the Patriots interest me the most. Um, who would you like to start with? Let's start with New England. Now I'm all, I'm all, I'm all hot and... Fiery okay. from the oh, Jets. Yeah. Let's, let's go. To, let's go straight to New England. Okay, so my uh, could be could be my hottest take. Um, I'm not going to go as far as to say that New England will win the division. 
I think the race between New England and Buffalo is going to be a lot closer than people expect it to. I think New England could be a Super Bowl contender this year. I feel pretty confident. I thought I thought that. Aaron Rodgers is the one taking shrooms uh, before he he performs. Ayahuasca actually way more intense than mushrooms. I, I got to tell you, you don't agree with that take. No, no, I'm I'm not. I think I think they got exposed at the end of last year. I don't think New England's that good. I don't think I think they're. Mac Jones was probably the best rookie of the bunch last year, but it just felt like how much better could he get? How much better could he get? And and they did not make it easier with him. They lost McDaniel's to Oakland uh, to Vegas. Uh, they didn't and they didn't they didn't replace him. They didn't. It's a huge deal now. They have Matt Patricia calling plays. It's a huge deal. It's a huge deal. I think I think New England's in for a rude awakening this year. I know everyone says, "Oh, Belichick's the best coach of all time." I agree. Best coach of all time. I think sometimes him being so good at his job gets in the way of him continuing to be good. As a GM, know. he's been bad. They haven't drafted well in forever. How did he not fill McDaniels' void on a second-year quarterback? Matt Patricia? I mean, he clearly feels uh, like the in-house infrastructure is is fine the way it is. And, of course, that's... He's a defensive hubris. coach. He, he he's Possible not he's not even good at coaching defense, Patricia. So let's give it. Let's try it on offense with my second year quarterback. It's a head scratcher. Head scratcher. My um, I'm bald. Head scratcher. I'm losing hair. Head scratcher. Don't get me wrong. This is all music to my ears because uh, New England losing is almost as gratifying as as my own team winning. So yeah, I, I expect a big leap from Mac Jones this year. How much better could he get? He. he he doesn't have insane tools where it's like, all right, he could turn into a top eight quarterback. He, he's like so... You don't, like, you don't need to have insane tools if you have his understanding of the game that he has at such a young age. Uh, their roster, to me, it just screams mediocrity. I don't know. They, they spent Did it not last the, year? They were pretty mediocre. The second they had a chance to get shelled, they did. They, they, they didn't get a stop in the entire playoff game. They, they ran, they ran in... did they get? They ran into a, a scathing hot Buffalo team. What'd they do to get better on defense? They only did was lose guys. I I mean, what they they didn't do anything. I guess Judon was a it was a tremendous signing last year. You gotta give it to them. That's they, they got bashed for spending a lot of money last year. Deservedly so. I think they, they poured a lot of money into into mediocre guys and I, it hurt them they couldn't really make additions this year I think I think you're gonna but Judon see, was great yeah Ju- well Judon yeah I, I mean Judon was easy to peg as but he was expensive a quality acquisition and he definitely lived up to the billing yeah he was expensive 54 over 4 he's expensive he's expensive expensive for what we've seen so far to Judon I haven't I haven't been at the time I liked it also but it was expensive it and was expensive but you know it feels like uh, it feels like every really good Patriots defense has you know, kind of like the the flag bearing linebacker, and, but it, but it hasn't been team, it hasn't Judon. been like this. It feels like in a, in a long time. Like their defense has been very, very mediocre. I, their whole team, their so, whole team speaks mediocre. So I think their skill position group is is much better than people give it credit for. Um, but the, it's still Aguilar. It's it's still. It's not really so Aguilar. It's not really Parker, so Aguilar. It's still like it's Hunter still Henry Walker. and Jonu Smith. You saw Henry in the red zone. I don't think I don't think Belichick really got comfortable, and McDaniel's really got comfortable with Smith and his unique skill set last year. I expect them 
to uh, extract a little more from him. He's a very, so very unique talent. He's so overrated. You think? He's, he's all size and all speed. He doesn't do anything. His stats, unless he's the best blocker on the planet that I don't know about, his stats are so pedestrian. His stats weren't so pedestrian. His million dollars they gave him. He's such a... He's a tools guy. He's more... He's more the combine. He looks the part, but he's just... He's not... He doesn't produce so much. For his contract, I think think Bill was very bothered of how the season before ended, and he added all these pieces, and it it just felt like they overpaid. Even Jalen Mills... Dude, they spend so much money on mediocrity. Hey, he got his guys. These feel like a lot of the guys that, that he would I'm, want to build I'm, his I'm team trying, around. I'm trying to stay on the skill positions. Um, I think that the running back room of Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, I mean, everyone is ex- expecting the world of Stevenson this season, it feels yeah, they, like. They run, the running backs are not the problem. It's James the team. White. They're so... I, I think know. I think between the running backs, I think between Henry and Smith at tight end, and I think Parker, Myers, and Bourne at wide receiver are a lot better better of a crowdsourced wide receiver group than they're giving credit for. I think it was Bill Parcells. I used this quote on you before, but it was in like the first episode. Bill Parcells said that a good wide receiver room is like an NBA starting five. You want your speed guy. You want your big body. You want guys who do different things. And I think that the Patriots have definitely embodied that with what I'm looking at on their skill position depth chart right now. Well, that's the Belichick comes from the Parcells tree. And I think a sore uh, subject. I, I don't even want to get into it, but yeah, he comes from the he comes from the Parcells tree. I, I just think that the skill position group is really underrated, and I think Mac Jones is going to be able to do a lot with them. Uh, I, I'll tell you the truth: it wouldn't be the first time somebody wrote off New England before the season or early in the season, and we're completely wrong. But I am very, very, very in the in the in the mindset that if you have a young quarterback and you completely do not hire a replacement for the best offensive coordinator in football, or at least a top five offensive coordinator in football, and you replace it with a defensive guy that didn't work as a defensive coordinator. He didn't work as a head coach. Listen, I'm uh, He's the offensive coordinator. It's, now? it's hard for me to to rationally justify per- Patricia being the offensive play caller. Judge, they've rehired Judge. The guy, Judge, the I thought like Judge was always going to come home after he flamed out. Sure, but keep him on special teams. He's he's, he's in being involved with the offense. They have Patricia and Joe Judge running the offense right now with Belichick helping. Three guys that don't specialize in offense. Nepotism. It's <laughs> three guys that don't specialize in offense, and it's not like they have Tom Brady. They have a second-year quarterback. I mean, could you could you ask for a worse offseason? I don't. I don't think you can. From a personnel standpoint, I think he's pretty taken care of. That's what I would say. And I think he demonstrated a lot in his rookie year. I think Bill Belichick trusts him more than you'd expect showed, him to trust any rookie. He also showed. He sort of showed to me that okay, he's he's definitely not bad. Like he's 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 serviceable. He's good. He's good. He's a good starter. He could be a good starter for a while. He didn't scream, "I'm ascending to be the next great quarterback." He he looked to me like his, no, his ceiling is. He reminds me a little bit like Cousins. Like he'll never be great. He'll never be so bad. He Kirk Cousins. You want Kurt, you want your first over, first round pick at quarterback to be like similar to Kirk Cousins? I think if Kirk Cousins spawned into an NFL draft and you had the opportunity to take Kirk Cousins in the first round as a 22-year-old and you knew you were going to get the arc, the, yeah, the career arc of Kirk Cousins, yeah, you but, would do it. Yeah, but um, 
But but I think Mac Jones isn't as limited as Kirk Cousins. Like I'll, mean, I'll say this in, in comparison because we talked about, about a lot about Zach Wilson, but like. Yeah, Wilson so, has more of the floor ceiling thing going right, on. You feel like right. Mac Jones is who he is. I get you. And also, you won't I, be able to move on from if Mac Jones is pedestrian. You won't, he'll be tougher to move on from. If Zach Wilson completely sucks, Zach Wilson will either completely suck or he's gonna he's gonna be good. Um, if he completely sucks, you could just it'll, it'll swallow the pain. It'll hurt, and you could replace it. Mac Jones is going to be a very hard guy to replace, and he's going to be so in the middle of the pack. It feels like where it's. I like, wouldn't be surprised if he made the Pro Bowl this year. I mean, and I don't. I don't, I don't mean. Year. I don't. Yeah, but like not as like the eighth replacement after right. four guys uh, get injured and make the Super Bowl and Aaron Rodgers. He's the third best quarterback in the AFC, is what you're saying? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he was in that conversation. Third best quarterback in the AFC. We named three guys at the top of the show. We named three guys that could be in the whole that might be Hall of Fame caliber players. He's going to be better than any of those three guys. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. Aside from Burrow and this one, he's he's he, we're already at seven. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, may, may, maybe not Pro Bowl in the AFC. Maybe not Pro Bowl in the yeah, AFC. Yeah, he could get in because if the 42 guys drop out and, but, uh, but you know. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if. Jake Lewin can make the Pro Bowl if, if enough guys true. drop out. That's true. Trubisky made it. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So that, yeah, you could definitely eat me alive on that uh, third best quarterback in the AFC uh, comment. But I do think he takes a leap. I do think the skill position group provides him. Um, with a little more than what people are expecting. And I think you could see like a high-powered New England Patriots offense this year, even though the coaching situation is uh, a bit of a head-scratcher. I'm definitely making valid points on you why are. to be concerned. Why to be concerned. And you know what's funny? I, I know I don't, I don't, the NFL don't work like that, but if, if, if the Jets had Belichick as their head coach, and let's just say, you know, better assistance than Matt Patricia, and they had this current... I think the Jets on paper have better players in New England, which is crazy to say. The New England would win more, probably win more games, but like, it, it's 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 almost it's almost funny to say that like we just give them credit because of the Patriots, but they they the also team, made the playoffs last year. Yeah, but they but we give them on we paper give them credit really, because of the yeah, track record. Like correct, they, and and going, they and they deserve going it. As recently as last season, it. and they they and I'll say every day of the week that they deserve all the love that they get, and everyone should you know, but. At the end of the day, they they really they, they to me they they had they anyone have a they had a terrible off season. I don't know. Uh, to me, it it screams regression from last year. They didn't get better in defense after giving up after a playoff game where every, they literally showed you your defense is doesn't even belong, and they didn't do anything. They didn't do anything really to help it. They 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 dressed guard in the draft. Everyone felt it was a two round reach again. It's, it's who knows, you know. Yeah, but Cole Strange, the, the reception, like, the reception on that pick has kind of like softened and leveled out as uh, as the dust has settled. Because it's always smart to add on the offense line, especially if they lost. Also, they lost Tooney last year, which was huge. Like they really been they really been losing guys. McDaniel's, I think, is a, is a tremendous loss. Whether he works out as a head coach again or not, irrelevant to this conversation. As an offensive coordinator. I mean, look what he got out of Mac last year. I, I think I think he did a tremendous job transitioning from having the best quarterback of all time to a rookie quarterback in two year span. Completely changed the offense. Completely changed really everything. You know, added a bunch of receivers. He made it work for the most part. Like they made the playoffs, so the offense was good enough to make the playoffs. Uh, they lost. It's, it's McDaniel's going to be a big loss. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. 
I'd be shocked if we're sitting and doing the, talking about this week six and we're saying, wow, Patricia, really? We, we were sleeping on him. Detroit made a mistake getting rid of that guy. What are we doing? Matt Patricia. I don't think no matter what happens, anyone's ever going to say Detroit ever. made a mistake getting, ever. getting rid of Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia. Uh, Joe Judge. I, I don't just, think anyone's going to say the Giants really, made a mistake. I really believe in the combination of what I saw from Mac Jones last year and what I see when I look at the skill position depth chart for the Patriots. This is healthy. We finally disagreeing feel, somewhere. This is, so, yeah, this is good. This is good, Jack. This is good. It only, took, it only took us to the fourth division preview. So this yeah. will be a fun one to circle back to in October. Correct. Correct. I um, mean, I'm not saying they're going to completely go 4-13 and fall off a cliff and pick in the top six next year. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that I think they'll be worse than they were last year. And which makes Buffalo's like even more of a chance to to go ahead and destroy him again. I think I think th- I think they're going to be worse. I think that I think they're not. A, I don't think they're a playoff team. I think if you lay out the playoffs, I don't think New England's one of the three wild cards. Yeah, I I, I take the, the entire AFC West over them. I take uh, again. These also pre injuries. Guys are going to get hurt. Things are going to change. Yes. This is, all this is pre injury. I don't want someone calling me up and saying when uh, Josh Allen tweaks his knee and all of a sudden yeah. New England's the oh, best team great. in the world. I, I don't know. This is pre-injury. But, um, yeah, not high on uh, not high on New England so much this year. I'm all over them. I'm all over them. Um, what's their Vegas uh, win over under? I don't know, but I already think it's too high. <laughs> Eight and a half. I thought it'd be probably around 10. But, um, well, truth is, Vegas is telling you what I'm telling you. Vegas is telling Yeah, you and Vegas agree, which of Vegas course tell- makes me sound yeah. like a complete yeah, yeah, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> but time will tell. I have my convictions. But it's funny, uh, I didn't even I know the number. I didn't yes, even know the number. Yes. I was saying it based pure on, on looking at their outlook, their offseason, looking at their team, looking at their coaching but yeah, staff. S- sign me up. Sign me up. Team Mac Jones. Team New England. It's going to be funny if... Irrational it, Belichick. Yeah, it's going to be funny if Belichick finds a way to make this work on offense. Ugh, it's going to be... It, it, it really will be funny because it's almost like he has like a, a bone to pick with the world saying, oh, Brady won. He didn't need Belichick. Well, it's sort of like he wants to prove everyone that he could do something that he hasn't showed he could do. I don't know. It'll be interesting, but i uh not too high on those chances. So I'd say, uh, I'd say you bringing up Brady gives us a nice little segue <laughs> into the final team Miami. that we haven't discussed yet, and that would be the Miami Tampering Dolphins. Karma for jumping in my face and taking Tyreek Hills, them losing a one. Outright karma. I mean, it, we've never seen a punishment like this. No, this is, well, New England's had the punishment, but all of them were definitely deserving. Uh, this is but that's this is cheating. Yeah. This is tampering. Yeah, this is. At so first, at first, I thought it was a typo when I saw when I saw the the news come out. I thought I was reading a typo because them losing a one. It's so funny because Miami a couple of years ago. I don't know if you remember pre Watson discussion pre all that they had picks lined up that like eight first round picks over the next three four drafts. Yeah, the the, the Laramie Tunsil trade. Yeah, they. But the tonsil and then the, the trade with San Francisco. Right. They, yes, they, yes, yes. Where they went down the from Trey Lance trade. Yeah. When they went from three to twelve. But ver- not disgust enough is they completely blew a pick going from twelve to six. They gave a full free. They they say, listen, we have a million first round picks. Let's just move up a month and a half before the, the draft even starts. Let's move up from twelve to six. 
and you know, let's just have let's have an earlier spot. Meanwhile, they definitely didn't have to give up a one to get Waddle. Like they, Chase went five. The Dolphins picked at six. They probably could have got to ten and got Waddle or nine and not give up a one. So they them giving up a free one, saying, "Oh, you know," it almost felt like a cocky move. We have a million picks. We want Jalen, but we want to have well, that. The, well, slot. well, that's what poor organizations do, and Miami right. is a poor organization, right? But the, the first thing that I thought of when they lost this one was the last two off seasons they made moves for a receiver where they totally neglected really their first round pick. Tyreek Hill, I happen to think it was a smart trade, good trade. You know, you want to, you know, get your quarterback to the next level throwing the ball deep. Uh, you know, why not get the best deep ball threat maybe that we've seen in the last 20 years, maybe of all time. Uh, I get it. Uh, but they essentially, to get Waddle, they gave up one, plus they, they, they used their actual pick on him. So that's a few ones there. Then they then Tyreek traded their one. They felt like they had abundance of ones in the future. Like they have San Francisco's one next year, whatever it is. Yeah, next year. Um, they have... They have ones, but they just lost one. And, and, like, you see that, you know, one day you could feel like the richest man in the world with all these picks, but if, if you get a little careless with them, yeah, this is a little different. But I, I keep thinking back to that free one for Waddle where they probably could have gotten without giving up that one. And now this this punishment, it seems like they, they sort of deserved it, though. They, it the guys on the contract. It seems like they deserved it. I mean, they've been at it for three years. Yeah. It sounds like they deserved it. Tom Brady on the contract with two different teams, one in the division. Um, Sean, Sean Payne, Payne on the contract, coaching a team. Yeah, coaching a team with with. I, I'm I don't have the contract in front of me, but I think a few full years left on his deal. This past obviously he retired, but like he had he. I think he has a real contract. Like I know as a fact, if if New Orleans, if he wants to come back, New Orleans will get a has pick for rights. him. Yeah, they have yeah. his rights because he has he's got a few years left on his deal. It's not like he's on his last year of his contract or whatever. He's got these. I think he's got a few years. Um, yeah, it definitely feels like they deserved it. What's funny is that they were clear to the Flores lawsuit as a side note. So at least some good news in, in, on that front. But um, yeah, that that that's that's a big one, and they they. They may need they may need that pick. I don't know. They, if two is no good this year. I know. I know. We talk about instant gratification and whatnot. This would be his third year, especially if he gets hurt this year. They may they may just on just on health alone may look to just replace him. Um, well, that was actually the only knock on him coming out. Is can he yeah. stay healthy? He was. Well, supposed uh, to be I thought. I thought he was. I thought I was. It's funny because I predicted. I'm not going to pat myself on the back here, but I guess I am. I predicted this entire his first two years were perfectly predicted by me. A year before he came out of college, I just felt that it's very tough from the left side. I felt like it's it's different. I watched Bama a lot. It just didn't feel like obviously you know they were awesome, but it I didn't feel like his his it doesn't look like he's got he's not throwing the hardest ball in the world. He's accurate. He's short you know short game accuracy is is it's funny his short game accuracy is where exactly where we want Zach Wilson to be. But I don't know. He doesn't scream elite to me. It does not scream elite to me. But I do love their hire, their coach. I think we both agree. Yes. We love the McDaniel hire. He, he fits the profile of at least from a schematic standpoint. Love like what you love want hire. your head coaching hire to look like in today's NFL. So it's funny. They went. They you know they went off the Kyle Shanahan coaching tree, just as the Jets did. They went offense. 
They went offense, which which there's a lot there 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 are a lot of direct parallels between the Jets and the Dolphins. Yeah. Tua, you know, the problem with him is will he ever be anything more than a game manager? The problem with Zach Wilson is can he learn to manage games? Correct. 49ers. Um uh sorry. The Jets bring in Shanahan's DC. The Dolphins bring in Shanahan's top offensive guy. Um there's a there's a lot of parallels going on. Of course, yeah. the race for Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Which Miami won. Yeah. And they, they both they both added they both added weapons. They both uh, Miami added Tyreek, still pains me to say. Jets added Garrett Wilson, Uzama, Conklin. Um they you know, they, they they both added guys to young coaches. Um a lot of parallels. Uh I think Miami is obviously further, you know, fit further along. Their roster's I would say a nice, nice amount better than yeah, the Jets. You'd hope so, given the free agency spending. Yeah, uh, Teron Armstead, yeah, obviously they, massive, should be a transformative signing for the entire line. Another the rest health of question, which is, also though. Yeah, yeah, really, really, uh, not the most inspiring unit out of, outside of Teron Armstead. Yeah, they, their, their O line is still a question mark, even with Armstead. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it just feels massive like, question yeah, mark. it just feels like that they got a lot better. Uh, Tua, same way with a lot of the other teams in the division that we've spoken about. The, the whole operation will probably lean on to Tua. Uh, well, that front seven, too. Yeah. Front seven is another massive question mark. Yeah. The secondary, you feel pretty good about. You know who's going to... You want to talk about a pro ball? Jalen Phillips will make a pro ball this year. Okay. Yeah, Jalen Phillips, last year's first-round pick. Uh, pretty confident to say he'll make a pro ball. Uh, I think he'll take he'll take that leap. Uh and uh, we'll we'll see. I th- I think Miami Miami will be solid. The secondary is good. Uh, Howard it's almost feels like underrated at this point. Year he in year underrated. out, yeah, year in year out, always producing he causes turnovers. Uh, that Byron Jones on the other side, um, Igmanomini did not work out at all. Their first round pick from a couple of years ago at corner, uh, but it just feels like it feels like they have pieces. Um, it is a first year coach, so. You know, we need to see how that pans out, but it's going to come down to Tua. It's at the end of the day, if Tua is able to to be good or at least better than he's been, they may make the playoffs. They have a, they have a good team. Um, uh, we we discussed it when we said surprising teams. You bashed me for saying that they would be a surprising team, but they haven't made the playoffs. So if them to make the playoffs would be taking a nice yeah, step. It would be. They'd be taking a nice step. Uh, you hope also for them that Tyreek could mentally just you know that. It's not going to be the same Kansas City machine. They're going to be they're going to be tough weeks. I think I think the the new role is, is kind of what like attracted him to Miami. I mean, of course, yeah. being in Miami and yeah. the massive payday. But I think in addition, he's probably really excited about the contrast between how he was used by Reed and how he's going to be used by McDaniel. I think easier said in March, though. Easier. Well, you're three and four, and you're getting three targets a game because Tua can't get the ball out, and he's on his back half the game. Uh, but you know, I, I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be utilized much more in the short passing game than he ever was before. Underrated yeah. possession receiver. Yeah. Underrated. Underrated. underrated physicality. Yeah. Yeah. Tyreek. I mean, he looks we small, but hit. he's 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 very good short game wide receiver. And they and they have Waddle. We talked about. They have they have Waddle. Who another guy who's would you be shocked if he's top whatever receiver this year? Yeah, you you know? have to say top whatever just because there's about 30 yeah, top yeah, five exactly, receivers. Exactly, exactly. I'm, I'm, watching, I'm, I'm watching practice and highlights things of, of Elijah Moore, and I'm just like, wow. What if, you know, he, he might looks, be a top 40 great. receiver. Right, yeah, <laughs> but, 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 
So in, in the best case scenario, what is he? There's still 15 guys that'd rather, you know? So like, it's just funny. It's funny. Like the, the day and age now, there's just so many good football players. Um, and especially at some of the skill positions, it just feels like they're getting bigger and faster and, you know, I guess, I guess we'll see. Miami's an interest, like you said, Miami and New England, two very interesting teams. So is um, it playoffs? Is it playoffs or bust for Miami? Yes, yes. If they don't make the playoffs, even with the first the court, coach, yeah, because because the, they they spend so much money, and it's also the third year at the quarterback. So right. if they don't make the playoffs, it's gonna someone's got to. I mean, their coach someone's won't go but, go, but if they don't make the playoffs, they they may be they may be over to it. I think they're expecting to make the playoffs. They they franchise Gasecki. Uh, not paying him long term, like they they they're building for this year. Like they're not in a rebuilding year. They're they're. Well, I think I think Gusecki's on on trial. Yeah, I think he's yeah. on trial. I don't think he's demonstrated anything to me that would make me feel comfortable paying him the way he would want to be paid. Sure. Yeah, but they, they a lot of their moves feel like okay, we're set up for this year and the future too. But like really this year, Tyreek starts to get old. Uh, he has generational speed, so you don't know how when it when it slows down, he might have a few years. But like. Nice, hey, twenty eight. Like they, they, they. It feels like it's a, it's that they're going window. in. Is it? Yeah, I think their run game will be really good. They, they, McDaniel's very good. Yeah, the two uh, games the that Raheem game. Mostert plays in this year, I'm sure he'll play yeah. spectacular. Yeah, but they still have Edmonds. So even they when Mostert, yeah, they still have Edmonds. Uh, yeah, they Miami, Miami should be good. They should be good. Um, their question marks, like we said, huge fat one at quarterback, offensive line. Their defense, I think, needs to needs to take a step. They paid Ogba a ton of money, which we spoke about earlier a couple episodes ago. He's at that money. He's got a double digit sacks. He's got to be. He's got to be. You know, he's got to be the, one of the best players on their team at that money. He's been one of the most expensive contracts. They yeah they uh, they spent a lot of money. They spent a lot of money, and not know. usually a recipe for success in the NFL. No, free agency splurging doesn't really tend to work out. You can ask the retired Dave Gettleman. I will. <laughs> but if you're gonna spend your money, yeah. No but if promises. you're gonna spend your money, nah, I bring up I bring up the Jets way more than I should. Also, but um, if you're gonna spend your money, doing it with Tyreek Hill is I'm totally fine with. Yeah, and throwing right? Armstead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Armstead. Armstead. The, the injury concerns are, are real. They had to do it. They had to do something on the offensive line. But if he gets hurt, they're in, they're in chan- and they're paying him to, to be the best left tackle. And in the now league, they're so. missing a first rounder next year. Yep. So I tell you that that one is going to come back. If we're talking about a team that didn't work out in five years from now, we we may be saying that one. Well, it'll be that one, and it'll be the one they gave it for free for Waddle. Yeah, but I think uh, we'll you do you, you you do what you have to to get Jalen Waddle. But they could. But I'm not saying you don't get him. Get him. Would he go at six? I didn't feel like he would have went at he probably would have went at eight, nine. You give up a three in that. To go from to go from twelve to ten, that's what Philly ended up giving up to get Devontae Smith. They gave up what a third, fourth round there? That's 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 what it is. You give up you go from twelve to nine, uh, twelve to eight. Yeah, it's it's maybe it? a second rounder. Maybe uh, second rounder at most. Right. Worst case if you're right. desperate but and we'll, ne- we'll never know. We'll never know if they if they could have gotten him at nine, if they could have gotten him at eight. And to just the, the let on the last thing, what they really should have done, the cap of the whole episode, they should have got Deshaun Watson with all those picks. Go get That would have been a good idea. Yeah. yeah that would have been a good idea. <laughs> that but, was the move. 
That was difficult. But a lot, a lot's different if they if they get Deshaun Watson because then you're not paying Tyree Kill and Teron Armstead for this year. Yeah, you know, yeah. given that this year becomes a wash. But they still would make the funny part. They still maybe would be able to get Tyreek. They really don't give up a one. They gave up five picks, but they gave up. It's really they, essentially the one. Yeah, they would have enough. They would have a free one to give up for Tyreek. That was the beauty of it. They had so many picks that they could have. And he would be, and and Deshaun Watson would be right at home in the Stephen Ross chaos. Yeah, yeah. It would oh. be, it would be just another Tuesday. Thank God they guys. didn't get him though. It would be oh. just another Tuesday. But um, yeah, but that that was the move. All those picks. That's been a good idea, but instead they're rolling with Tua, turn the ball over. They're rolling with their guys, and so the where, where, where do you where do you have them? Where do you have them? I'm gonna go Buffalo, Miami, New England, the Jets. Really? But I say really? the Jets. I say the Jets. At, really? I say the Jets at last. Uh, just to keep expectations low. So I think Miami. Uh, I think Miami falls flat on their face. Oh, you don't you think the whole thing's not going to work? I think the whole thing is going to be a massive Tua? dumpster fire. I think in the long haul they'll be better for it because I do believe in McDaniel and I think that if he's able to get a fresh start at quarterback and they give him the three four years that he needs as like a baby, he really is in terms of experience as a coach. Yeah. If they give him you know the time he needs. I think he'll eventually come good, but I think this this two, uh, you know, Teron Armstead being the only guy you've heard of on the offensive line. You think the whole the question, operation, the takes. question marks on the front seven. Uh, I'm not, I'm not buying it. So my I'm not my it. one more question for you: If they fall flat, and I guess flats what six and eleven? Yeah, yeah, seven and ten. They're gonna try to get like champagne in that case, and then he, the oh my god, the coach doesn't get the coach. Well, now they don't have the one, but their coach. They obviously wanted champagne. So does now does their coach have long term security? You don't know. So you're saying he, he, you want to give him three, four years? Right. They should, but champagne becomes available. But I, well, all bets are off the table when you're talking about a dysfunctional organization. Correct. And Miami is one. So where's your what's your one through four? My one through four is well, Buffalo, New England, Buffalo, yeah, yeah. New England, Miami, the Jets. And, yeah, I, I would say Jets in Miami is a bit of a toss-up for me right now. I just like the, the, the top-heavy nature of the yeah. Dolphins roster. I think it's pretty hard to predict Tyreek Hill and Theron Armstead and Byron Jones and Xavier Howard on a last-place team. So I'll have them in at three. I don't feel great about it. Right. Yeah, I think they'll be better than New England. I do. We'll see about all that. Yep. We'll see about all that. Anyways, guys, thank you for joining us on uh, the latest division preview from the Unnamed Sports Podcast presented by RIP Media. Enjoy the rest of your day. If, I mean, it's always always going to be long. If you can oh, that yeah. was a wild one. It was a long one. It was a long one, yeah. It was always going to be the longest doing the Guess how long it was. Guess how long it was. Hour, hour 20. Yeah, hour 20, hour 20. Well, you also well, told me it was an hour 10. <laughs>